welcome to a mini, kind of mini, episode of Horror Cats and Witch Hats with uh, Izzy and Katie. Thanks for uh, joining us because we're going to continue our conversation about the leprechaun. It probably won't be a mini episode, but it is a bonus one. You get three weeks of us straight. Woohoo! Bet you're not tired of us yet. (laughs) So I just wanted to throw in a little anecdote. Uh, I didn't talk about this earlier, but uh, my brother-in-law's name is actually Vincent Price. And his wife (laughs) messaged me and she had listened to our House on Haunted Hill episode. And she said that his high school teacher, one of his teachers, used to call him B-rated. And I thought that was pretty yeah. funny. That's awesome. Did he do theater or anything? It'd be really cool if he was a part of theater. I could not say for sure, but I assume not. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. So we wanted to do something a little different. Uh, we're going to try it out in this episode, and if it works, continue it. Uh, but instead of doing the banter and random miscellaneous information at the beginning and then getting into the movie about 20 minutes in because we talk too much... We're going to just kick it off from now on, dive straight into the movies. Sorry, it's literally kitty. Hi, kitty. (laughs) And then we will do all the extra, like, this month in horror history or whatever other fun things we have at the end. So you can stop listening if you don't want to hear that stuff. And if you're into it, cool. I hope you're into it. I'm into it, but whatever. (laughs) I like to think it's really interesting, but... uh, I think it's fun, but we, you know... Little tidbits here and there. We also love the horror scene of things and like to know behind stuff. But yeah. So, without further ado, we shall continue with Leprechaun. Well, the these ones we're gonna we're just gonna touch slightly on you know Leprechaun back or uh, what is it Leprechaun in in the hood and then it's actually back in to the... the hood. I think I think I oh is it googled it and it is the. That's amazing. So (laughs) some things from the last episode that I wanted to touch back on. Questions that I had that we didn't answer. Okay. One, how did the leprechaun get into space in the fourth movie? Um, He was on a planet, but I don't know how he got to that planet, nor if that is his planet, nor any sort of planet at all. Because I can't find an answer to that anywhere. (laughs) Well, they, they don't address it. Like, you start off in space on this ship that's going to do this destroying mission... And then they just go to this planet that yeah. looks like it's a full cave. The only thing that I can think of is because in the future, they're able to actually travel to these planets. He was able to teleport there or he like jumped on somebody else's ship or something. Just because they have maybe the Maybe he has snuggled, him, snuggled himself. Smuggled himself. The other thing that I was baffled by that they never explained was the medallion. From, I think it's the third and fourth movie no third and fifth movie mm-hmm. yeah the vegas one and in yeah. the hood one because if you're gonna bring it up in two movies talk about it at least have a backstory for it the only things that i could come up with for that <laughs> one it made me think of indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark because uh, mm-hmm. they have like that gold it's like a gold medallion with a phoenix or something on it and a red gem in the middle and when the evil guy grabs it it like burns it him burns his hand it was hot well it was time but it was yeah i was gonna say it's in the fire <laughs> um, it was important and religious uh mm-hmm. so that made me look at like the religious aspects of it 
And what I came up with is back in the day, various civilizations like Roman, Egyptian, whatever, believed that gem-laden jewelry may have had protective powers. And the ruby specifically is believed to protect the wearer from negative entities that leach positive energy. So I have rubies in my engagement ring. Does that mean I'm protected? <laughs> you could be. It's also, I mean, they're also a symbol of like romance and vitality. Right. But that's all I could come up with for that. I think that's probably the best guess you could get to, to be honest, because so, they don't explain it. And so you really just have to put your own story to it. I couldn't find anything, even in WoW or Zelda or anything, that referenced medallions turning things into stone. <laughs> so I tried. It was good effort. Yeah. I forgot about that part aspect of it. But yeah, that was mm. pretty much my remaining questions from the original film. So the one other thing I wanted to touch on, we said we didn't watch In the Hood 2, which actually is rated kind of high. But people kind of liked that one. Um, so I might actually have to go back and watch it and then let you all know. But if you've seen it, if it's worth watching, tell me because I to be honest, I'm not going to go watch it <laughs> unless someone tells me to. They're all on Peacock if you care. Well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not They're on Peacock. Not Origins. No, Origins is. Return is not. Return is not. That's The 2018 right. one. Yeah, that That's one is right. not. Well, let's get into these uh, new ones that skipped like 10 years. <laughs> all right. So, Leprechaun Origins came out in 2014. And this one did come out in theaters, not for very long. <laughs> I was going to say, it did not stay long. I can promise you that. Um, it took them 15 days to film, which I don't think is an indicator of whether it's a good or bad movie, because we've talked about movies before that were right. filmed very shortly and they were good. Yep. But the Rob direct Zombie's 31, just saying. Yeah. Directed by Zach Lebowski. I think this was his first feature film. Previously, I think he'd done shorts and like TV episodes. And he was actually also a director and producer. I just thought this was funny because he has like a weird tie with Disney Channel. Um, he was a director and producer in of the 2019 real life adaptation of Kim Possible. Uh, gross. And he, why'd you say gross? Because um, I don't know if you saw the trailers for that. Or have seen that, but it looked pretty rough compared to like when we grew up watching the oh, uh, animated series. Okay, I was of Kim gonna Possible. say Kim Possible is the shit. I um, straight up dressed up as Kim Possible for Halloween in 2019. <laughs> but I haven't seen the movies mostly because I'm afraid that it's gonna ruin it for me. Because I don't know how they would do Shigo, so I just don't want to watch it. The other thing that he is Dude, even Doctor Draken. Like, how are you gonna? He's a yeah. human. He's yeah. not anything special. He's just blue. I know, but he's crazy looking. Anyways. He also has an actor credit for Disney because I think he was like a, he started out as a childhood actor maybe, but he was in the Disney show So Weird in one of the episodes. I don't know what show that is. It was the girl who traveled around with her mom's band and they would solve like mysteries um, of ghosts and Bigfoot, Bigfoot and she had like a blog. Weird. Hmm. It's right I up our alley. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. You've probably seen an episode. It was just so long ago that you don't remember. I'm so, yeah, I'm so intrigued because I don't, ooh, sorry. I don't, I, I really don't remember any of this. 
So, Leprechaun Origins, Lionsgate teamed up with WWE Productions, which I find a really weird partnering, and I did not know that WWE it, yeah. made movies like this. No, couldn't, no, didn't know. Um, in the event you don't know what WWE is, that's like the world wrestling whatever. I don't know what the do enterprise, think, I don't know. Do you think it maybe has to do with like if there's like a wrestling uh, athlete? Is that what you call them? <laughs> Um, but if the, oh a wrestler, duh. Um, if there's a wrestler like in that movie, do you think they try and partner to help out or something? I think it was I more just they right. needed somebody to help with the funding. Um, and WWE huh. was like, hey, curious what else they've done. But it could be that they were just like, hey, we have people who would be great for that. But the only way you can use them is if you partner with, if you use our title, um, because the Leprechaun is not played by warwick in this one it is played by dylan hornswoggle postal i think is his name he's a little person wrestler so like you said it could be that they were looking at him for the role and wwe has him under contract and said not unless our name is on it so maybe the synopsis for this movie first I'd like to say that this is the only Leprechaun movie that I would relate to like a traditional horror film. There's no this, intentional yeah. comedy in this movie. No, they made this movie to try and actually like make it like an actual horror movie classified, but it's what I would consider a B-rated running through the woods movie to be. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um so it starts out with some Americans traveling in Ireland. It's two couples. And, of course, because it's Americans overseas, they decide to wander into this really tiny Irish town where the locals are like, hey, come and look at this really cool thing nobody else knows about and you won't be able to Google. We'll take you there ourselves. And they're like, stones of the gods is what they called it. And they're like, yeah, okay." And, of course, they get kidnapped because that's all (laughs) Americans know how to do in movies Mm -hmm. when they're traveling. When they're not in when they're not in America, that's what happens. Basically. Um, so they lock them into this cabin, and it turns out that this tiny Irish town used to mine gold and they had a mining accident where the cave collapsed, which released a leprechaun, which got really vengeful because they were using their gold. And so in order to repay this leprechaun, the leprechaun or they have to sacrifice two people every year to the leprechaun. So they decide to start using miscellaneous travelers instead of their own townspeople. And the four manage to escape their like tiny little cabin they get locked into. A whole lot of nonsense ensues. Basically, only one of them survives. Maybe. They don't like definitively show it, but it's pretty certain. Mm-hmm. So this movie should not be associated with these, like this original Leprechaun series, at no, all. No, no, no. The whole, the whole creature is different. Yes, uh, Lebowski's interpretation of a leprechaun is more like a werewolf goblin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. He he has really long arms, and it's just look. He looks awkward. He he looks like. Lupin in Harry Potter, but yeah, like squat and I don't know, less dog looking, I guess. But he's yeah. like gray and weird looking, goblin ish. Um, I read somewhere, I don't know if this is verified, that it was 
loosely based off of like a cave mole or something or an underground cave mole rat (laughs) i don't know uh yeah and this thing instead of like actually just taking gold from these people he's like i need to kill people it doesn't wear clothes doesn't wear the boots doesn't make quippy jokes it just eats people it doesn't even speak and apparently it has some sort of weird heat vision that's not really heat vision like you see it (laughs) you see him hunting them through his eyes like they were trying to do predator but it it's not it it makes no sense to be honest it just makes no sense well considering the only image i had of a naked mole rat in my head is poor little rufus from kim possible speaking of kim possible earlier looking at a real naked mole rat they're fucking ugly and creepy looking (laughs) mole rats are so adorable you can uh, not the one I'm looking watch, at. It's terrifying. You can watch them through. I can't remember which zoo, but there's a zoo that has cameras that you can watch a feed of like their naked mole rat uh, holes. I don't know what they're called, uh, but they're pretty cute. Oh well, the one I'm looking at is absolutely terrifying looking. So besides the fact that the leprechaun looks nothing like them and has nothing to do with any of the other leprechauns. <laughs> I've never even heard of an orange, like a, a leprechaun story of a leprechaun that would look like this at all. Like I either. said, I don't even know. Because the other ones, it sounds like they tried to keep it traditional to origins. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they were thinking for this one. The only tie from this movie to the other ones is the main character at the end says, fuck you, Lucky Charms. <laughs> I'm blanking on remembering which one survived, but one of the actors is... Um, the actor who plays Ben, or not Ben, uh, David, his name is Brandon Fletcher, he is in so many movies that I really enjoy, including Freddy vs. Jason. He doesn't survive. It's a the brunette female. Oh, you're right. From what I read, this movie got the 2014 Gino Award, and that was it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like an award for being the worst movie ever. We've got a couple of those so far. <laughs> yeah, we need to Winning pick the worst some better movie titles. <laughs> we need to pick some better movies. Yeah, but at least they're entertaining. Uh, that about sums up that movie. Yeah. Um, the weakness for this particular leprechaun appears to be really bright light, which I guess is because of the vision. Like it picks up reflective things maybe, and mm-hmm. that's how like, it hunts down its gold. And there are stones that surround this town that have Celtic symbols on them. And the idea is that they can't go past these symbols. And I didn't hear this said in the movie, but I found this online somewhere. Um, But when they were originally mining this town, there was supposed to be a symbol in the cave and then when the cave collapsed that's what released all of the leprechauns and there's not just a singular one at the very end you see like a horde of leprechauns <laughs> or their interpretation of werewolf goblin leprechauns um, i like i like that description werewolf goblin leprechauns so why these people continue to live in this town i have no no idea why couldn't tell you i wouldn't want to I think there were seven or eight deaths throughout this movie, and they're not incredibly exciting or hilarious or anything like that. 
No, that's their whole like, we're actually going to make a horror movie out of this. And it still didn't do well. Exactly. <laughs> and I think part of the reason it didn't do well is because people were expecting the traditional leprechaun idea. 100%. That's what I was expecting when I first watched this. I was so excited for this movie to come out when it was first announced. And then when I saw it, like I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, this looks kind of interesting. When we, when Andy and I sat down and watched this movie, both of us were like, what the fuck is this? I think <laughs> if they had done their own standalone movie and not tried to tie it into this series, like it's not a bad movie, <laughs> um, right. but it should not be associated with this series. No, it shouldn't be called a leprechaun either. That thing needs a new name. Exactly. <laughs> uh my favorite death for this movie there's a part where they are trying to surprise attack this werewolf leprechaun goblin and instead their friend like falls through the door or something and they accidentally axe her in the face <laughs> and she dies and i love those kind of deaths it's very that happened in jane doe i was gonna say that reminds me of when we were talking about jane doe and he kills us girlfriend um it reminded me of oculus because she's like staring at the mirror and then the axe thing falls oh yeah i forgot about that through her head it's been a while since i've watched that movie but that was the only notable death for me yeah most of the time watching that movie i was more just like why what is this creature it's not a leprechaun i was i was so frustrated because i was excited i didn't even find the characters likable um mm -mm. The four. I liked that they had Brandon because I like that guy. I think he's a good actor in certain things. But like other than that. So the four American characters. Uh, they're supposed to be. I think this is like their college graduation trip. Mm -hmm. And the girl who survives. She is nothing special. Like the whole reason they're there is because she wants to be a historian. But she is just smitten by her boyfriend who's going to medical school. And her whole storyline is, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to follow him regardless of what I want to do with my life. I'm going to drop all of my goals mm -hmm. and just follow him. And he is not thrilled. <laughs> no. And then he's supposed to be like a medical doctor or he's pre-med and he's supposed to be going to medical school. And one of there's a scene where I think it's Brendan, the character that you like. Mm -hmm. He is, like, running, but he just had half of his leg chewed off. And they just start leaving him behind. And he's like, don't leave me. And the medical doctor guy turns around, like, stares at him and just books it. And I'm like, as a doctor, you're supposed to take a Hippocratic oath, right? Do mm. your best. Save people's lives. Do no harm. And I get that, like, his life was in danger, but he didn't even pretend. So then he ends up surviving and they all end up locked in another cabin. And... The guy's like, thanks for just leaving me there. And he just like brushes it off. He's like, man, whatever. And then that <laughs> same guy that they ditched ends up being the one that saves all of them later before he yep. dies. Like he's yep. the only redeemable character. Yep. And then <laughs> the girl that gets axed in the face, she's just sucking face on her boyfriend the whole time and crying. <laughs> that is her whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard to enjoy the movies when the characters aren't likable. Yep, I will agree 100%. So, um, after that movie tanked, 
Um, they thought, <laughs> they wow, waited four years. <laughs> let's put out another one. <laughs> but actually tie it in. Uh, so Leprechaun Returns came out in 2018, and it actually was like a return to the comedic horror kind of deal where um, it was a real leprechaun. He was silly and funny, and uh, his rhymes were... Yeah, his rhymes. <laughs> uh, so this uh, Leprechaun Returns was directed by Steven Kostansky. Uh, so Warwick Davis does not return, unfortunately. Um, he cites that having kids made him made him turn away from the horror movies. Um, so they had to find somebody else. And they found Lyndon Porco. He said he pulled all of his inspiration from Heath Ledger's Joker. Now, what I wish that he had done was just pulled inspiration from Warwick Davis's Leprechaun. <laughs> but I think... As actors, they don't want to copy other people. They want to make it their own. So he knew if he and, did that, he, yeah. was, he wouldn't get the credit. That I understand. Um, but also you get to see a return of Ozzy. Yes, the original actor, Mark Holton, comes back. Um, and he is 25 years older. <laughs> and I just want to make a correction. I said it's Pee Wee's grand adventure in the last episode but it's peewee's big adventure that he was in so my bad fair so i can see where grand and big gets confusing they, they mean the same thing <laughs> uh so the synopsis of this movie is basically 25 years later from the original leprechaun the daughter of uh jennifer aniston who now oh tori that was her name tori uh she returns to the house, which has been turned into a sorority house. So it's like a... Originally, uh, Tori still owned it after her father died, and then the school took over because there was a college that was built never near there. So the sorority sisters buy the house, and uh, Tori's daughter, Jennifer Aniston's daughter, comes to see this. So basically, Ozzy takes Lila, is her name, to the house, and they have a whole long conversation because it's like an hour drive out to the house from where they were at the bus station, apparently. And um, you see Ozzy has a bunch of clovers all over, painted all over the dashboard of his car. And she's like, oh, you must love the Irish. He's like, no. She's like, oh, well, you must love the Irish culture. No. Like, he's so stern. He's like, no, fuck no. <laughs> and so she's really confused. Obviously, he's doing that because he's been terrified by this leprechaun his whole life. Things start to happen. Um, and Ozzy gets killed by the leprechaun, unfortunately, who is reborn, quote unquote reborn, basically comes out of his stomach. Um, and the way that he's reborn is because he, that gold shilling that um, Ozzy swallowed years and years ago was still stuck in his bowels. So because some contaminated water from the well that Warwick Davis was shot in got into his stomach and touched that coin he the leprechaun was rebirthed basically and came out of ozzy's stomach which was the funniest little death in the world because it reminded me of one of those um pregnant woman halloween costumes where it looks like the baby's coming out of the stomach <laughs> well it's really weird because they do a similar like birth idea in the space movie but instead of coming out of his stomach he comes out of his penis uh yeah that was weird <laughs> but apparently leprechauns really just like to climb out of people i, <laughs> I don't know they gotta what that dig their way out of it is. so 
Um, basically, once this leprechaun comes back out of Ozzy, you realize this is like not the right leprechaun. Who is this? Who? And he talks about like being the same leprechaun. Well, he he makes a statement and says, "Hmm, I look better than I ever did." And so he they actually like address the fact that it's a different actor, which I think is kind of funny and great. And so basically, he tries to get all of his gold back after being reborn and everything and um they find that one of the sorority sisters found the gold and used it used part of it to rebuild the house because they're trying to go off grid with this house and so they've got to try and get it all back and they try to trick him and kill him and it's a whole lovely thing um and uh, he ends up surviving uh, and he and it, I wonder if they're try they tried to make it look like, oh, we're going to continue doing this, but nothing ever came from it. At least not yet. Uh, I'm sure they're not going yeah. to. I, I think it was more of just to keep the idea that the leprechaun is still alive and out there. Probably. Um, I will say this. I like Lyndon as the leprechaun because he's a little bit, it's going to sound terrible, he's a little bit shorter than Warwick Davis. So he's actually, like, description-wise of a leprechaun in the exact height range. I wish I knew exactly how tall he was. I appreciate... Oh, he's three foot three. He's I three foot three. appreciated that they named the sorority AU, which is the chemical symbol for gold. <laughs> oh, smart. I didn't even know that. See, this is... You, you, you got the science side of things. I definitely don't. You <laughs> definitely heard the joke... Uh, gold walks into the bar or silver walks into the bar and sees gold drinking and says hey you that's the premise of that joke i definitely haven't heard that joke it's in movies <laughs> that you've watched with me so you've heard it <laughs> oh that one went over my head then for sure um so with this lepre leprechaun um you know his we learned that his weakness is um fool's gold fool's gold um, Which I think is it's... funny because when you wear like fake gold jewelry, it turns you green. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it burns his hand when he tries to take a necklace off of Lila, who wears that because her mother, a.k.a. Jennifer Aniston, said it would always protect her, which was smart. Uh, So there's, a, there's like roughly about seven. No, 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 not seven. Eh. Seven deaths? Let's see. I googled it. There's seven. Okay, cool. There are seven deaths. I feel like that's a lot more than I remember. But they are they are really creative. I will say him coming out of Ozzy's stomach was pretty entertaining to watch, though. It was really weird. Why did they decide to introduce ghosts into this one? Because Ozzy I don't becomes, know. Like, protective ghost. What, what I think is Ozzy... Her. The only reason that the ghost came back is because Ozzy needed to help her figure out what to do, find the gold, all that stuff. I have no idea. And he also looked really bad. <laughs> like, they make him look very creepy, which is kind of funny, but in the whole dialogue of when she first sees him as a ghost is the funniest situation in the world. Well, I liked that his bowels are, like, falling out as a ghost, and she's like, let me saran wrap that for you, and then he's He's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, she was like so calm about it because she's like, oh, wait, what is going on? Talks to him for a second. Then she's like, are you a zombie? And he's like, no. Just shakes his head. 
<laughs> it's the most entertaining ghost interaction I think I've seen on film. <laughs> it's very unique. I just I yeah. find it interesting that they decided to just randomly introduce ghosts. Agreed. Um so what was what was your favorite death in that one? So I found the solar panel to be <laughs> very creative because a solar panel slides off the roof and cuts a man in half um, planar. So like front half of him gets separated from the back half of him. If you've seen 13 Ghosts, it's like one of the deaths in that movie. And then I also found the girl who gets killed by a sprinkler head to be silly just because she's <laughs> running and then the leprechaun decides to kick off all the sprinklers and she's well, like cuz he acting. he's like I I won't touch you. I didn't say I wouldn't kill you. And she all of a sudden that's like her kryptonite. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't run anymore." And then he's like, "Meh, I'm bored." And then just shoots a sprinkler head in her face. Yeah. <laughs> it's effective. I feel like I feel like the solar panel one um wouldn't actually happen that way. Uh but you know, it made for a funny looking movie. I agree, but it was goofy. It was goofy. Did you have a favorite? Um I would definitely say either the solar panel one cuz when I saw that I was like, "What in the world?" But I really think Ozzy's death is my favorite cuz I would love to do that costume where it looks like a, a leprechaun is coming out of my stomach. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I apologize if you can hear my puppy in the background. I'm the only one home, so she has to stay up here with me. <laughs> That's okay. She's cute. Uh, the Leprechaun 6 movie, which is the first Back to the Hood, had mm -hmm. the most kills of all these movies, or the most deaths. Uh, it had 11, which is more than Freddy Krueger in a single film. Yeah. Uh, Freddy, with, with Freddy, I will say this, with Freddy Krueger, he kills specific victims for specific reasons. Um, well, so does the Leprechaun. So... Right. Well, okay. But... Yeah, fight me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Freddy goes after specific people and he, he pulls them into certain realms and or is killing them for specific reasons because they specifically remember him from something. Whereas the leprechaun is um, just killing specific people because they killing did, people. but he's killing specific people because they did specific things to him, i.e., still his gold. Same thing. I think I need to rewatch Back to the Hood. It's been a long time, and I don't remember all of the deaths in that movie. Because sometimes he just kills random people to kill them. Like no, they just they... fall in his path. Yeah, they get in his way, so he kills them. Freddy kills yeah. people to get in his way. Okay, there's not, not that the same, many in that the movie. Same mindset. Just, <laughs> there's just not that many people in his movies, which is why. But yeah, it's the same idea. Um, I don't know why you're arguing. That <laughs> it's not like Freddy Krueger is worse than Leprechaun in any way. Just oh no, he's a badass. He's ten times he didn't better. Kill that many. And depending on which list you look at and how you want to think about these leprechaun movies, <laughs> uh, the leprechaun is in the top five or ten um, in kill count among horror villains. Um, hmm. Like I said, it depends on if you think of all of the leprechaun movies together or 
But if you say like each leprechaun, that was going to be my deciding kind of factor. Is it all of them or just each movie by itself? Because if you think of each leprechaun as their own villain, definitely not. But depending on where you look, some argue that it's the same leprechaun in every movie. So if you think so about it, just that way. If, if that's if that's true though, if that's true, they make flaws with aging. Well, he says he's a thousand years old when he's in like a prequel of one before technically real leprechaun like leprechaun one happens, but in leprechaun one he says he's six hundred years old. Who do you think is the number one on the kill count for horror villains? Um, I don't I, I don't know I don't know is it like all like all of like the thrillers or like slashers and um if they're a villain it counts <laughs> oh, you should know this like right off the top of your head there's no reason you shouldn't know this answer well i was gonna say michael myers but at the same time i don't think it's michael myers is that your is final ghost answer face? i'm gonna go with ghost face oh my gosh <laughs> you can't even call yourself a horror buff anymore if i wouldn't have even guessed that and i don't know anything jason I don't like Friday the 13th. I don't like Jason. I guessed Jason, and I've seen one third of his movie. One movie. I've seen one third of one movie. <laughs> I don't know how many ki- how many people he kills in his movie, and it, the first one doesn't count with his kills because he wasn't the one killing people. It was his mother. And then it's Michael Myers. And then well, de- depending on which lists you look at, um, it gets a little convoluted from there. But... uh. <laughs> Generally, top five, Chucky, The Invisible Man, Jigsaw. Jigsaw, I could understand being on the higher count because in most of his, in most of those movies, they do have more than like, they do have like roughly an average about five per movie. Um, The first four, I can't remember Jigsaw, but uh, like The Invisible Man, Chucky, Michael Myers, and Jason, they have like over 150 or something like that. Like it's a ridiculous amount. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that about um, the, the Invisible Man. I can't remember. But he's had a lot of movies. He has had a lot of movies. So, and I'm not, I haven't seen any of them, to be honest. So I don't know if he had, like, mass murders that they're counting or anything. Like, I don't know anything about Yeah, him, see, so. I, saw the, I saw the original Invisible Man, and then I just barely saw the remake, which is kind of a different story. So, um, yeah. And then... Jigsaw makes sense because he, like, takes a shit ton of people all at once. Yeah. Uh, I was close with Michael Myers. Yeah, he's definitely... He's got a lot. I'm sure Especially if you're counting the new ones and the originals together. If he came out with one more movie, I bet he'd surpass Jason. There's a new Halloween coming out this year. Um, I bet he'll easily surpass it. So another miscellaneous project for Leprechaun that they had discussed was doing a crossover. And crossovers are like really big for bringing, I think, attention and money back into franchises. Um, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. They just came out with Kong vs. Godzilla, which both of those I'm were watching it tonight. <laughs> kind of on like the lower end of being forefront in people's minds. Uh my favorite miscellaneous crossover is Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. <laughs> um, I guess that your favorite is Freddy vs. Jason. Is that true or do you have a different? Yeah. No, okay. that that's definitely my favorite crossover. I think that that was 
a beautiful movie and it is the only jason movie that i care about personally uh the crossover they wanted to do with leprechaun was leprechaun versus Candyman. i want to know why specifically those two though because they came out around the same time and they were both big around the same time like they were the thing at the i just time. feel like they're just so there's there's such different stories I've i feel like it'd be never seen Candyman, so i couldn't tell you so Candyman is based off of the story of the uh the slave who was tarred he dated he fell in love with a white woman a white woman fell in, play, fell in love with him white men figured it out and they cut off his hand and that's why he has a hook as a hand um, and they covered him in honey and threw bees on him, and he died from all the bee stings, if I remember that fully correctly. I remember reading this story to Andy when we were driving on a road trip. But it, but that his his backstory of why he comes back is because of that real happening of a of a slave. I mean, I'm I would want to see the script. Uh, there was a script yeah. made. But the actor who played the Candyman, Tony Todd, shot it down. Uh, I think because he he liked his character a lot, and he I don't think he wanted it to become like a cheesy uh, comedy type thing, like the Leprechaun. I, that would make sense because Candyman was a very good horror movie, and it was it was well done with the way that it was done. So. I appreciate, I mean, I'm sure other people shot it down, but I appreciate that uh, if Tony Todd was like the main voice that said, I absolutely refuse, they didn't try to just force it without including him in it and just right. recast him. Right, and just recast him, yeah. Uh, based off what you told me about Candyman, it sounds like that was a great choice to not make that crossover. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly, that's exactly what I would think too, because I just don't, I don't think those movies would be a good mashup together i can't even think of a crossover that i would do leprechaun with that has the same kind of cheese with it Mm-mm. um maybe something nah, no maybe not chucky jeepers maybe uh, chucky there you go that's an idea just because chucky is kind of goofy um in its own way and he's a doll <laughs> but i mean i guess i could see a crossover with that one mm-hmm some kid would yeah. get a pot of gold or not even a kid but somebody would steal a piece of his gold and wish for a best friend and chucky would appear and murder them all <laughs> see you could write the script boom <laughs> nailed it uh, or chucky steals his gold tries to turn himself human ooh. and then there's a battle between the two even better dun 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 see we should do this <laughs> I wonder if there's like a fan fiction that we could find. Probably not. <laughs> Probably. Uh, what is the ultimate crossover movie or TV series that? You- um, it would involve Buffy. I feel like anything would have to involve Buffy. Um, I think Buffy and Charmed would be really fun. But uh, that's just because they're the two that I grew up with and would like. I don't think they would make for a good match. Um, I think Willow alone would be interesting to see as like a guest crossover episode. Um, that would be interesting. But I wouldn't want anybody else. I don't think they are similar modes. I think Supernatural and Buffy would be a really interesting crossover. 
I think that's perfect. I think that's 100% spot on, personally. The downside is that witches and Supernatural are very different <laughs> than witches and Buffy. So that they would have to, like, figure that out. But um, I would love to see Willow go against Crowley's mom. Who am I thinking? What was her name? Cordelia, Cordelia does a episode in Supernatural, but she's a witch. So does Spike. It's the same one with Spike. <laughs> are they married? Is that the yes. one they're married? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so. The minute I saw that, I was ecstatic beyond belief and it was the dumbest excitement of my life the good thing with doing a crossover between supernatural buffy charmed is that all you to explain all of the differences you would just say they're in a different reality because they all play with the idea of an alternate reality existing so that would be an easy easily explainable thing you already thought this through (laughs) taking it back to leprechaun (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh you read online i don't know where in the world this came from but while i was looking it up all of a sudden they started referring to the leprechaun as love dan regardless of what movie they were talking about they started talking about him as love dan and the more i dug into it there's whole groups like pages like the wiki pages that say love dan is a singular leprechaun and it is the leprechaun for all of the movies. Hmm. And I think that this is based off the comic books that they tried to make to promote these movies. Mm. I forgot about those. Um, even the horror movie review YouTuber show guy, um, Dead Meat, if you have heard of him, he also does like a side show of Kill Count, which is actually really good i watched an episode of it for uh preparing for leprechaun um and it was pretty good uh but he tweeted uh when in the world did they announce that his name was lubden or lubden and pretty (laughs) much everyone was like i have no idea either fan fiction or someone was like the comic books so what they did is prior to the release of the original leprechaun trimark pictures released an eight-page comic book prequel to the film And what it did is it presented this idea. It was supposed to be how the original character, Daniel O'Grady, from the very first movie, the opening Mm -hmm. scene, gets his gold. But they even contradicted their own story in the comic book. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what in the world they were thinking. Because they didn't even build on it. They just, like, rewrote it. And then we're like, yeah, let's do a movie that's different. Uh, Because Daniel O'Grady is... In Ireland, he's, he's like, lives in Ireland in the comic, but in the movie, he's American. Well, in the movie, he's he lives in America, but he had just gone back to bury his, or to get his mother's ashes from Ireland. Um, but he's still, like, he's based in America. Yeah, he's in, based in America, The yes. comics, he's straight farmer, from what I understand. Um, and then in 2008, another company said that they were going to release a whole leprechaun series and that was supposed to come out in may 2009 and it was supposed to follow the leprechaun that they determined was loved in um and he's supposed to be the king of his species but he's the last one so obviously he's the king who else (laughs) would be 
What are you going to do? Be the king title. Be the last one and be like, I'm a jester. I'm just a peasant. Um, but they tried to, they did try and bring in the folklore kind of that we talked about. His nemesis is the Cloracan, uh, which, okay. yeah, we had talked about as being like an mm-hmm. origin story for leprechauns. Um, and he is trying to get his gold, which was stolen from him and sold online. So it's pretty present day, but basically that's where the Lubden thing comes from. And I think what happened is that people... <laughs> We're like, oh, this is supposed to be the origin story for the leprechaun instead of thinking of it as its own leprechaun character like each individual movie has. Right. Because um, that's what I took from it when I read about it. I was like, oh, this is its own. Sorry. What? Tyler got home. Hold on. Ah. She has to go defend our home. Lucy does the same thing. I hate it. I need to get her to stop. But from what I took from it is that they were trying to introduce their own leprechaun. And they kind of messed up because they said he's the last of his species. So obviously that negates having the other one. Mm -hmm. But to be fair. To be fair. Sorry. If he was the last one, he could have come out. During that time when the leprechaun from the first movie is, like, still technically dead in the well. So, maybe. Okay. I don't think so. I can't tie them all together. No. And it seems like they just continue to kind of contradict themselves to the point where there's no coming back from it. And I guess there was another one from somebody else that was supposed to come out called the leprechaun and the warlock. Um, hmm. It was a crossover. I don't know what the warlock series is. I don't either. That might have been interesting. It never came to pass. Hmm. Probably because no one can decide on what the fuck the leprechaun is. I was going to say, at this point, I think they should just stop. <laughs> I know. they. The last movie, number eight, was good compared to all the cheesy other ones. Like, one and eight yeah. were actually pretty good. They're yeah. cheesy horror, but they're good. So they should just stop before mm-hmm. they ruin it. They've already ruined it. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring back something that we did in the first episode when we did Jeepers Creepers. And mm-hmm. that was our scary movie takeaways. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, if you listened to our first episode, and if you haven't, pause here, go listen to it, come back. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> uh, our main takeaway was don't investigate. And yeah, that for real. extends to Sinister because he moves into a house because he's investigating. I was gonna. He's a, he's an investigative book writer on this kind of stuff. So what about Jane Doe? Was that the same thing? Don't investigate. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was just just don't because they looked into it so hard to the point where like they were pulling her skin back and things like that. And... Well, I mean that was their job technically. Yeah, but, but it's when they started. They should have stopped <laughs> when they were. Yeah. they should have been like, yeah, this is probably enough. We need to know. Uh, yeah, no, don't investigate things that you don't know. <laughs> so uh what were your takeaways from the leprechaun movie um when you find a pot of gold don't just steal it fair (laughs) enough but um also uh if if somebody comes yelling 
I swear there's a leprechaun, it's gonna kill us, and has reasonable explanations, just leave. <laughs> like you said, basically avoid tingling with leprechauns of any kind at any time. Uh, yeah. Don't set traps. Don't leave out your lucky charms. Don't go clover just, hunting just or whatever it. it is. Just don't. Yeah. Uh, the other takeaway, this is to the specific to the origins maybe, mm-hmm. but applies to a lot of other scary movies. And that is if a local refuses to drive you somewhere, like if they hit a part in a road. And they're like, this is, you have to go on foot from here. Yes. I can't, I can go no further. Yeah. <laughs> Stop going. Just say, you know what? Never mind. Take me back. <laughs> Why can't you go? Why won't you go? Cool. I'm not going then. <laughs> the traditional Bram Stoker Dracula, same thing happens. Yep. Uh, there's a, I think it's a shark movie also, where they're like, yeah, we don't go there. A shark movie? Yeah, it's the one with, um, what the crap is her name? It's married to Ryan Reynolds. Oh, 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 uh... I would know her name at any other moment, but just because... Blake Lively is her name, and the movie is... I watched it. I did watch it. Now I can't think of what the movie title is. I can't either, and I've seen it too. But yeah, they were like, oh, we don't swim at that beach. But yeah, if people don't go there, don't go there. Easy enough. Shallows. Yes. That's the movie. It's called The Shallows. Thank you. You're welcome. The other thing, if you're traveling abroad... Just stick to what's in the farmer's handbook. Like, don't go trying to wander off trail unless you are part of, like, an archaeological dig. And then maybe don't either do that anyways because there are (laughs) horror movies of that, too. Yeah. Yes, there are. And basically, like we were talking about last episode, as we learned with Supernatural, just always have iron, salt, (laughs) and pure pure silver at all times. Yeah. Some fools You're covered covered at that point with everything. Yeah. (laughs) All the creatures. Be prepared. Uh, do you just carry a bag of salt? Yeah. Why not? Why? Well, you never know. <laughs> it's also true for, oh my gosh, my mind is just blinking. So it's glitching really hard. The movie, Hocus Pocus, the salt, it works. Yeah. It always works. The fool's gold thing mm-hmm. was a random but clever thing to add in there. I Yeah, I like that. I like that idea a lot too, because it looked like uh, the girl was wearing just a piece of like, one of his gold his gold pieces i keep saying one i keep wanting to say pieces of eight from pirates of the caribbean um but when he touches it it burns him so and that makes sense because i did read although we said last week that they're known to be the fairy cobblers i also Mm -hmm. read someplace doing research for this week that they could also be considered the bankers of the fairy world so being able to tell the difference between different kinds of golds uh, whether it's false or not would mm-hmm. make sense which brings me to something else that i found out that is totally random but kind of related uh last week like i said we had talked about where they're getting their gold from and we mm-hmm. kind of wondered if they have their own currency or if it's purely just man-made gold that they had a fancy for and this is actually addressed in harry potter what what <laughs> uh so i guess the Goblet of Fire and Deathly Hollows references Leprechaun Gold specifically. I didn't remember this from the book. It's only in the books. I don't think it's in the movies. 
It's referenced as a gold-like substance produced by leprechauns that looks and feels authentic, but it has a unique quality of disappearing after a few hours. <laughs> mm, they're stealing their gold back. They, they put it out there to take it back. And I guess the only people who can tell the difference between... Or things, I guess, that can tell the difference between real gold and leprechaun currency gold are goblins. Which is why goblins are the bankers. That makes all sense in the world. I think it's Sorry. postulated that the gold that's in Lestrange's vaults, when they go to try and find Lord Voldemort's, Voldemort's horcruxes, mm -hmm. uh, might be leprechaun gold because it's magicked. So it's not real gold, but it has magical qualities. So I think that's one of the things people have postulated. Okay. I don't know if it's been proven via Pottermore or whatever. Right. I don't know. Go Google it if you're into that. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. The only other thing I want to mention about that is the concept of leprechaun gold vanishing may have come from a Welsh folklore that money or gifts given by fairies will vanish or turn worthless if you tell anyone where you got them from. Us, us Welsh badasses. That concludes all of my notes on the Leprechaun Anthology. Yeah. I think that was a solid hit. I had one thing that I did <laughs> want to talk about for this episode that normally we would have put at the beginning, but since we're switching it up, it's at the end. So if all you wanted to hear about were the Leprechaun movies, go away. There you go. We're done. <laughs> Thank you for no, coming. Stick around. Keep following. <laughs> like us, follow us, whore underscore cats underscore witch hats, all that jazz. Uh, we appreciate you. Come back for our next episode. Okay. For the rest of you, I read an article the other day about something called witness trees, and I thought it was so incredibly fascinating. Do you know what a witness tree is? Yes. Continue. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you were like, anyways, um, a witness tree is a tree that's like associated with an important historical figure that's ha that has like a marking from that event. So it doesn't necessarily have to have a marking, um, but I think that's just an easy way for them to identify them. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Uh, essentially, a witness tree, as defined by Malik Robinson in the Mosaics in Science article, is by definition a tree that is associated with an important historic figure, event, biological component, a tree with a remarkable age, exceptional or unusual size, and disease resistance. They could be planted by a famous historic person, or they would just happen to be around during a historical event. This idea of defining them as witness trees started in 2006 by a man named Paul Dolinsky, who is chief of the National Park Service's Historic American Landscape Survey, and they created this whole program called the Witness Tree Protection Program, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> the WTPP. Uh, they, need, <laughs> they need protection. Get like them the, into witness protection. Exactly. <laughs> um, nobody knows how many witness trees there are officially, but they are protected. I, they have started to identify different historical events that they are related to. The example that I thought was really interesting um, in 1686, King James II attempted to revoke some of the North American colony charters, which made them, you know, independent colonies mm -hmm. from Britain or England or whatever you want to call it. 
and he tried to consolidate them into something called the Dominion of New England as a way to like reclaim this new land. And he appointed a Governor General Edmund Andros to collect these charters and govern this new Dominion, he, they called it, I guess. So when Andros arrived in Hartford, Connecticut, the story goes that the colonists produced the copy of the original charter document and randomly all the lights mysteriously went out and the document flew out the window and into a nearby white oak tree, which was then dubbed the Charter Oak. And this was the land's way of declaring autonomy um, as their own nation, basically, or colony, I guess. And yeah. then in 1856, this 1,000-plus-year-old oak tree uh, took a tumble during a storm, and the timber and wood or whatever that was collected from that was used to make various high-end pieces of furniture that are currently on display in the Hartford Capitol Building. And some of them, I don't know if they're used or just displayed in some of Connecticut's government buildings. It's really interesting to me to think of trees that have been here forever and be like wow the things you've seen you know like if i were a fly on the wall or if these walls could talk kind of a thing mm -hmm. um what interests me about this specific charter tree <laughs> charter oak tree is the idea that it's kind of haunted because they're <laughs> like up the paper <laughs> well whether it was the tree that picked up right. the paper <laughs> and made that happen or something else if you want to say that shot this paper to the tree it's still like haunted in a way like it has its own memories and then they chopped it down or they chopped it up and used it for furniture so those furniture could potentially still carry like those historical energies if you want to say that y'all's is gonna die just kidding um so i thought that was kind of an interesting idea that is cool so witness trees in addition to being just present during historical events, there's kind of a spiritual and historical significance to trees. Um, I'm mm -hmm. going to breeze through some of these references really fast. Obviously, there's the idea of the world or cosmic tree, which is um, the roots, trunk, and branches of the tree represent the underworld, earth, and heavens. Christianity has the tree of life or the tree of knowledge, which we all know is the tree in Eden that Eve took mm -hmm. the apple from. Buddhism has connections to the Bodhi tree, I think, where Buddha was known to have reached enlightenment as he sat and meditated. There are, bringing it back to Ireland, what, what? <laughs> uh, there are trees associated with the Celts that are supposed to be very important, um, like Celtic priests specifically liked the ash tree and oak, birch, apple trees. Um, they're supposed to be associated with healing and enchantment. The Welsh magician god Gwydion, mm -hmm. he was said to have an ash wand. Um, if you oh, think about so cool. Harry Potter, they have so cool. <laughs> wands of wood. So mm -hmm. there's that idea. There's, there's, there's a tree. <laughs> I talk. <laughs> there's a tree that's native to India and the African savannas called the baobab. And Baobab. it's a national emblem of Madagascar. Fun fact. It has a really interesting shape. You should Google a picture. It's kind of a weird looking tree. Uh, but they're really old. 
People have said that those trees hold the spirits of the dead, and that is why they are sacred to African culture. Um, Throughout history, kings have organized their meetings under these kind of trees, and they believe that it holds magical properties that could aid them in making wise decisions. So basically, like, you're getting the answers from your ancestors, Mm -hmm. which made me think of Black Panther when he... I was going to say Rafiki. Oh, that's a good one, too. That might be the tree. (laughs) That the, well, the images I'm looking at, one of them looks exactly like Rafiki's tree. It has the massive, massive, thick trunk. Yeah. And then it has all those little, yeah. That's yeah, a great that's... tie-in. Yeah, that really wise. And he's like their spiritual guide. That was a great reference. Good job. Thank you. Um, I thought of Black Panther <laughs> because when he goes into like the Black Panther spiritual state. They're all sitting on the, tr- like all the Panthers are on the yes. trees. It's a yeah, different I... looking tree, um, but there's still the idea that like yeah. spirits are in the trees. Norse mythology believes that the entire universe has to do something with an aspen tree i didn't look into it very deeply but basically the tree in particular the aspen tree connects the realms between gods people the land of the dead and dwarves i like how it's specific to dwarves i know i thought that was interesting (laughs) that they identified them specifically you can Um, either go up to the heavens to earth to the land of the dead or we can go see the dwarves yeah really (laughs) The, when I first read Witness Tree and the article, the first thing I thought of was The Conjuring when, mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh, Lady Baba. Lorena, what's her name? <laughs> um, it's Warren. Lorraine. Lorraine Warren. There Duh. you go. You said Lorena and I was like, shit, what is this? <laughs> I can't remember either. Lady Warren. She is standing beneath the tree outside this haunted house where the witch hung herself. And that's where she sees the vision she, of the witch. She declared her love to Satan and then hung herself. I feel like that's a, that needs to be mentioned. But yes. But uh, that's what I thought of. Like this tree was holding on to those energies. Yeah, oh yeah. But that was my soapbox for today. Whether you found that interesting or not. Trees are cool. Trees are cool. <laughs> but this concludes Leprechauns Part 2. We'll be back next week with our next movie, which we haven't officially nailed down yet, so I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at horror underscore cats underscore witch hats, all one word. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under the same title, or you could just do at horror cats witch hats, all one word. You mm-hmm. can send us an email at horror cats witch hats at gmail.com. Again, all one word. <laughs> Give us requests. Tell us what movies you want to hear about or or listen to us discuss. <laughs> yeah, tell us your reviews, your stories. I'd love to include some in some of our episodes. And if you like the new layout, let us know because we'll keep doing it. I can't change yeah. things if I don't know that it annoys you. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, all of our new listeners, thanks for listening. We had random listeners from like bolivia i think and germany this, Hell yeah this time that's so that's cool. fun and otherwise don't forget to like follow subscribe send Interact. us vibes energies kick us in the shins whatever wherever you listen to this podcast yeah and in the meantime go ground yourself by a tree and slay some vampires with cats <laughs>